G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're talking the Hunter, Newcastle. It's arguably New South Wales' best track, Mark Sheen. And they've had 80 plus mils in the last, what, 36 hours or so, but won't really make a difference to the track there by Saturday. No, some rain overnight, uh, which uh, went from a dead five to a slow seven. But um, yeah, very good uh, draining track and very hot day predicted today, Friday. So I uh, would expect uh, it to improve dramatically uh, through the day. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, um, it's it's a funny track, Newcastle, on the times they run there. You know, even when they give it out as good, it seems they sort of run slow track times. But visually, there doesn't seem to be much wrong uh, with the surface. They're not kicking it up or anything like that. Um, yeah, it is, since I did some work on it a few years back, it does drain very well. I wouldn't be surprised if it was back to the, you know, the five range or something tomorrow. Okay, so with that in mind, we've got Rail True. Are you expecting a certain pattern to emerge during the day at all? Uh, look, the last two times in True on different surfaces have been a bit inside. Um, Newcastle Cup Day, the Friday meeting, was very uh, on pace and inside. Uh, it was very hard to come from the back and make any ground. Um, and the meeting they've had since in the True wasn't that dramatic, but was still an on pace plus, I'd say, which is... Sort of a bit counterintuitive because you'd think a nice big track like Newcastle in the true would give most a chance, but just on the recent stats in particular, you don't really want to get too far back. Okay. So Even years gone by, they've protected that inside and, and some of their big meetings have been very on pace bias. So, um, yeah. And even the Hunter, we've only had two runnings, but it's been very on pace as well. So, but we'll just have to see how things play out. Okay, so, so we'll be previewing races 6 through 10, so bear that in mind, punters, as we start the card. Uh, race 6 is the Beaufort, which is $300,000 over 2,300 metres. Uh, Favourite is Shared Ambition at $3.60, best available as of Friday morning, with King's Charisma at four sixty. We've got Kiss the Bride at 5 Hush Rider at 8 Torrens at eight fifty. He runs away at nine fifty. Mark Sheen, do you have any thoughts here in race 6? No, not a race I'm overly wrapped in. Uh, look, I thought Kiss the Bride uh, was a very negative r ride from a wide barrier the other day. Uh, I think he'll position up a lot closer in the run. I got him running about fourth or fifth. He might even uh, race closer than that. Um, I think he sets up nicely for this race. Shared Ambition looks unders to me. Uh, just been plodding away at his last couple of runs. And I thought uh, Yonkers might be an improver. He didn't get a lot of room in the straight the other day at a vital stage and was warming up late. Uh, look, not a race I'm overly wrapped in, but I thought Kiss the Bride, if you wanted to have a play, might be the way to go. Okay. Mark Roden, any thoughts here on the Beaufort? Yeah, I, I think he's overs, Kiss the Bride. Um, good run behind Think It Over last time. Better run than Shared Ambitions, I thought. And uh, there's a, it's quite considerably longer price. I think it's a reasonable bet. I agree. I think Shared Ambition is too short. Look, his very best form uh, would win this, you'd suggest, but um, a lot of those peak runs have been with Jay McDonald on his back and he's got The Apprentice on tomorrow, uh, which, yeah, I wouldn't be taking a short price with The Apprentice on, uh, to be honest. And then the rest of them, well, King's Charisma is definitely the query runner. Uh, hasn't actually set the world on fire yet, but taking on Ma Eustace at 2,300 metres in this distance range is uh, fraught with danger. Uh, I I could consider saving on it. They're not taking any risks with it, and I don't blame them. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of a bit hard to come up with 7-2 to two, uh, for me. Then the others under under 10-1, to one, you've got, well, Torrens, there's two of him. I mean, his best could win. Uh, he, he can go through the reef sometimes, but he, he seems to just soar and fall crazily in his ratings. 
Um, so you have to take him on trust, but could win. Hush Ryder, I mean, it was backed into $4 last start off no form and got beaten six lengths. I mean, he'll be on speed again, but, you know, up to you if you want to back him again. And he runs away. Um, good win in Brisbane last time and big weight drop, but uh, he... Um, that looks like a bit of an outlier in his recent form anyway, and he's getting on. If he can put two together, he's in the race, I suppose, but uh, that is a little query on him. Um, yeah, I think Kiss the Bride's a solid enough bet at uh, five bucks. Okay. Uh, race seven is the first <laughs> leg of the quad. It's the spring stakes for the three-year-olds. Group three over the mile. Uh, Festival Dancer is $5. You've got uh, Defresne at seven. So is Kokoro. And Arnica's seven fifty. Lisa's $8. Contributing factors, nine fifty. You've got Lock Eagle at 11, War Eternal and Holstein at uh, 13 apiece. So it's a pretty congested market, Mark Sheen. Yeah, look, it's an interesting race. A lot of lightly raced horses. We've got seven last start winners going around. Um, I've just gone a little bit wide here. I thought that War Eternal uh, looked very fat first up, was backed in a stakes race. It was three wide and a limb last week against the older horses in the Zushak race. Thought he'd drop off, and then on the line again, he was... Um, holding his ground quite well. I don't think he's looked fit to my eye. And I think uh, this has probably been a race he's been set for. So I just think at the value, soft draw, Josh Parr goes on. Uh, I thought he was a bit of value around the $12, $14 mark. Look, Festival Dance is racing well. Um, she's won her last three. I backed her first couple of starts and I thought, you know, I'm scratching my head. I'm, I'm an imbecile, but she's come good now. And she has won at the mile three times, so that's probably in her favour and she's not on pace so... Uh, she's got some chance, but, you know, there's Lisa's got Nasher Wheeler on. It bolted for uh, the rider the other day, the apprentice, and uh, Nash a much stronger rider, and he's got a chance as well. But, uh, yeah, just going a little bit wide, five on an each-way basis from 10. Okay, very good. We'll have Rob Scurry in the yard as well at Newcastle, so we'll be looking to see what his thoughts are on the day. Mark Roden, anything for yourself in the spring stakes? Yeah, just at, just at the odds, I think it's a race with quite a few chances in it. But um, Lease and Holstein, Mark mentioned Lease just then. Um, yeah, it went way too hard in front for the apprentice last time, uh, and Holstein was able to run it down. They've run 0.9 of a second faster than the open age 72 on the same day, which for that level of three-year-old and for this class of three-year-old isn't too bad. Admittedly, they were different sort of pace profiles for those two different races, but that's you know they've, they've done it on the clock there. They're a bit both a bit deep in their prep, fifth, sixth up, I think the pair of them, but. Um, that, that was a high, you know a fast and high rating race and you're getting getting a price I think I can back that form line I leaned a lease uh, with the jockey change over Holstein um, but the market sort of reflects that as well um, thought Dufresne could be some sort of chance but if it's playing the leaders and he was able to get across to either lead or outside lead and there were quite a few other chances in the race as well uh, Lock Eagle Arnica look festival dancer I know she beat lease a few starts back at Kemble, but that was on a heavy 10. And uh, she sort of maintained that level. Big, big win last up, didn't beat anything. Uh, she's in the race, but I think she's probably short enough. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much the way I see it. Alrighty. Well, the Hunter, time honoured, race eight of uh, 1,300 metres, has lost in running as favourite. Top ranked, which is having its first start in Australia. Former British horse is $4.80. Bandersnatch is seven fifty, And then everything else is in double figures. So if you don't like anything at the top end, you're going to get a price. Mark Sheen, what, how are you approaching top rank to start with? Yeah, look, he's a bit of a head-scratcher. He was in the, the Golden Eagle, and I think there was no money for him at all. And um, 
Next minute, a jump out's come to light. Uh, it's been played on social media where he, he beat some of those horses in the lead up to the Golden Eagle, where he jumped and led in that trial and and was able to beat them. And next minute, he's four dollars eighty. He's off the map. So, um, look, I've I've watched just about all his runs uh, in the UK. Uh, he's never raced under a mile, so um, massive question mark. Whether he's sharp enough here, he does have good wet form. He won, won impressively on wet ground a couple of times in his Group 1 place. So he's obviously a query, but um, yeah, I just don't know about him at 1,300 metres and at $4.80. So um, he looks short enough to me at this stage. He might come out and bolt in. I don't know. Look, lost the running. He's a class runner. He just needs luck. Um, if the track's only a five, I think he'll get away with it. If it's any worse, uh, I'd be a little bit worried. But it... Um, he sat three wide and took ground off Eduardo. Uh, it was a massive run. Um, he won fifth up last time in, um, so that should be no concern. Um, I think prime candidate might be a, a roughie here to possibly lead on the fence. I know uh, 1,300 metres might be stretching in a little bit with him, but thought he got lost a little bit down the straight the other day, and he comes in better at the weights here. So uh, I think the favourite's on top for me. The only other one I could find there would be prime candidate, Wonder Bar, but mightn't be wet enough for her. Okay, so $16 best available for prime candidate at the moment. Mark Roden, how are you approaching this race? Uh, pretty similar, to be honest. I think, yeah, lost and running's... The barrier's the query, isn't it? It's On my map, I've got him getting across to outside lead. Obviously, going to have to use a bit of petrol to do that. There is still a chance that... Look, I'm assuming that prime candidate leads... Uh, it's just a question of whether something like Bandersnatch or Dawn Passage wants to, you know, be a pest and kick up under, un, underneath Lost and Running. It could be posted three wide. I know in the official club map they've got him three wide, and it's a possibility of happening. And it probably just gives you a little bit of pause if you, you know, about taking three dollars. I think if you're drawing six or something, you'd be a that's a two forty chance. But uh, yeah, just echo whatever all the things Mark said, you know, just class, right? It, clearly the strongest four minds, best figures, the light. He's just got a little bit of weight to give away to them, but I, I don't think that's enough to stop him. Uh, top rank, clearly a very good horse. He's uh, up to it. But, yeah, the the fact he'd never run, even started below a mile, also stood out to me. So it would be a look, I think, on ability. He's right in the race, but it would be a sensational training performance to uh, win first up in this country uh, in a race like this. And the price is a bit short for me to find out, to be honest. Uh, and my next best was race up. Uh, snatch and standout for third and fourth picks. But um, yep, lost and running clearly on top. Just have to weigh up whether I want to take three dollars from that barrier. Okay. Race nine is a benchmark seventy-eight over fourteen hundred meters. We have Norwegian Bliss's favourite at three thirty from Fashionel at five fifty. Grand Rumba. At seven fifty, Tinker McPhee is eight dollars. Uh, Zuda Moon is nine. Miss Einstein's eleven. Barossa Rossa at uh, thirteen. Mark Shane, anything in race nine? Uh, well, Miss Einstein's going to run tonight by the looks of it. So actually, was going to to back it uh, here, but it's running at Canterbury tonight. So that'll wait for this evening. Um, yeah, look, an even sort of bunch of horses. Uh, Grand Rumore was very disappointing at Warwick Farm uh, last time out. Uh, prior to that, its uh, two runs were very good. So I'm willing to forgive that uh, run on a, on a sloppy Warwick Farm track where she got back and just never got in the race. She's since barrier trialled on a home track and trialled quite well, got uh, barrier one with Hugh Bowman. So 
Uh, I think at the price, I'd uh, prefer to go her way. Norwegian Bliss is undefeated, but she ran slow time at Canterbury. Uh, she goes out to 1,400 metres. I don't think that's a concern, but she did get very worked up before the race the other day at Canterbury. So I know the trainer said in an interview that he wasn't concerned with that, but um, she still uh, was a bundle of energy before the race and sweating and on the toes. So it's not a great sign if you want to be on a favourite, really, is it? Um, and away from that, Tinker McPhee's a query here. It's two runs in Australia have been so-so, but it has had excuses and it has trialled OK and McDonald's on, so I've got a question mark against it. Fashioner went OK the other day in a stronger race, but I just saw it seven for a bit of value. OK, Mark Roden? Um, yeah, I've got Norwegian Bliss on top, but I'm not... I couldn't have it as short as the market, to be honest. Um, she's undefeated. Look, it wasn't anything to write home about at Canterbury last uh, start on a clock, uh, but... Both she and Sulemaire, who'd been um, impressive Newcastle winners to start before, uh, were b- both rated down in that race. Maybe maybe she'll go better back to the bigger bigger track at Newcastle. That's why I've got her on top. But I'd want I'd want a lot bigger price than this. So I couldn't have it nine to four. Put it that way. Um, Fashionella, I think, will give a sight from the front. Um, not sure about the jockey, but if she's just going straight to the front, hopefully that's that's not too big of a factor. It gave it a chance. Um, Look, Barossa Rose is going to be in the firing line. I, I didn't think it could run even 1,300 metres, but it was. It only gave up in the last 50 of the 1,500 metre race the other day. So she's had a really good prep. I thought she might be a little bit of uh, little bit of value, not not huge, but some value. And then, yeah, there's a, a, a stack of middle pin chances in this race, to be honest, as the uh, betting suggests. Um, yeah, Norwegian Bliss on top, but not keen to bet in the race at this stage. All right, here comes race 10, benchmark 88 over 1,300 metres, and Gravina, his favourite once more, $2.70 from Catalan at 4.20. Everything else is in double figures, started with much, much better at 11, never talk and acquitted at $12. Mark Sheen, one more time with Gravina, or you had enough? <laughs> well, I suppose a sting out of the track will suit him, but um, no, I'm, I'm with the stable mate Catlin if the track is only a... Dead four to five, I'd uh, be very happy to be with her, actually. Um, sectional she ran the other day were outstanding off a very slowly run race in front. Silverose just set herself up to win the race and Catlin was still able to to wear her down. So I think I got a running sub 33, a last uh, 600 there. So I think if she can back that up uh, on a track that's uh, improving, I think she'd be hard to beat. Gravina, obviously, the, the danger gets a bit of cut out of the track, but... He's worn us down, or he's worn me down anyway. <laughs> Just having a quick look through. It's the first time that James McDonald has sat on Gravina, so that might be the magic bullet, but also at the same time, it might not be. Mark Roden, any thoughts for yourself? Um, I've pretty much found the market. I've, I've got Gravina yep. on top, I think due to the, primarily to the J-Mac on factor. Uh, could, could well do the trick. Yeah, I mean, he's been costly, but he hasn't done much wrong. I mean... He, he did run third last time, but one was to Quantico, who Dicko thinks is the best horse in Australia, I think, from what he's been talking about. It. Um, and uh, Volpine, who can just pull out a huge run at the Randwick 1200 on a day. He's run third. He's been disappointing if you backed him like I did, but he's still going really well. And now gets J-Mac. I think he's top pick, but 260 now, 270. Nothing not for me. Cattle in the massive danger. I, you could make a case that's really one of the two should win. Look, I found one as a rough danger to them. It's giving them weight and it's first up, but Grand Piano with Nash on, um, he's a talented horse on his day. Um, 
He's had two sort of look like sort of hidden trials to me, and, and the booking of Nash suggests that they're it's ready to show something. Whether it can turn over the two good often runners, it's giving weight to, I don't know, but at 25 to 1, it's, I might have something on to find out. But uh, look, it's a, a really good race. You know, I mean, you've got a fast start winner, you know, like on the lead, who'd been a bit of a market horse going around at $19, that, that gives you an indication of the, uh, the depth of the race. Um, yeah, it's 6 from 12 for me, uh, but might spec the two at big odds. Okay, I like it. Uh, that brings us to the end. I'll get your best plays on the card. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Look, it looks a good meeting. Um, I thought uh, Sacred Command would run well in race number two. He's been luckless in uh, weaker races the last two starts, but they did elect to scratch him for Canterbury to, to run in this stronger race, which is a good lead. Tommy Berry goes on. Got a big weight pull on Mar and Par, who should get a very soft lead again, unfortunately, but um, Sacred Command hopefully won't get too far away. And I thought uh, Casino Kid in race number three has been racing quite well and is worth a spec also, but probably Sacred Command, the best of the day. Okay, Sacred Command there on the card, $3.90, best available in race two. Mark Rudin, your best play on the card? Um, I don't mind the look of backing Lease and Holstein in the spring stakes, race seven, and probably my best bet of the day is going to be, um, despite the big weight, love tap in race five with Nash back on. I think that might be the key, and especially if it's playing on pace, I expect him to take it to the front. Take the race by the scruff of the neck. I, um, there's a few chances in the race, but I think he's the, the clear topic. Okay, four dollars forty there for Love Tap is the best price on Friday morning. Thank you very much to you both. Uh, we'll catch up next week. We've got Hunter Week this Saturday, and then next week we've got the Gong out at Gem- uh, Kembla Grange, and then uh, it settles back into what the Christmas racing, isn't it, Mark Sheen? Over the next couple of weeks after that. Yeah, the, the Villiers will be the next uh, big race after after the gong, so that's a couple of weeks after that again. So, yeah, we've got some big big meetings coming up in the next couple of weeks and tomorrow. All right, we'll just keep things ticking over until the, the new year. Thank you very much to you both. All the best for the weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Mark.